G'day everyone and welcome to episode 538 of Aussie Tech Ed. It's the 15th to the 6th, 2017 and the world has blessed us with excellent news. Tay Tay is back on Spotify. Woo! Yes, excitement plus, I know. But I just wanted to get that out of the way because I don't want to talk about it anymore. Uh, okay, so it is episode 538. How are you doing? It's uh, another Thursday recording of the show and it's brought to you by ADH Web Hosting. Uh, .com.au, as you would have heard at the before the uh, intro. So there you go. Uh, Aussie Tech Radio. Get the TuneIn Radio app cross-platform and search up AussieTechRadio.com and you will find wall-to-wall 24-7 podcasts from Australia and New Zealand. And clock us up on Facebook.com forward slash Aussie Tech Eds and YouTube.com forward slash Aussie Tech Eds also. Don't forget the Aussie Max Zone and the Aussie Tech Security, which I spoke to Roger and the, yes, the Aussie Tech Security hasn't faded. It'll be another episode out probably on Tuesday. So hold on to your hats. And get in and get involved with that and other shows that are that are off in the distance, Obsidian Loft and the Old Fart Geek. So uh, I think uh, we'll get better, better soon. He's been a bit crook and it's been holding up the Old Fart Geeks and Obsidian Loft. Uh, this week on the show we have the the two monsters. If we have Jace and Eric, how you going, uh, Eric? How you doing? Cool. Oh, uh, very well, thank you, Glenn. Um, good week You're so doing far. Is Nixon there? I am not a criminal. <laughs> I didn't do anything. <laughs> Good stuff. Now, uh, yes, uh, okay. I did not have sex with that hamster. <laughs> but I did with a guinea pig. <laughs> now, you could probably tell, uh, if for those watching the video, Jace, what is your backdrop this week? The NASA Space Probe Pioneer 10. Oh, well, there we About go. About this time of year in 1983, it crossed the orbit of Neptune, becoming the first man-made object to leave the solar system. It was launched on March the 2nd, 1972, towards the red star Aldebaran, which forms the eye of the constellation Taurus. Mm-hmm. The last contact with that uh, probe was, uh, tenth, was in January 23, 2003. And we ain't heard nothing since. Now, we were just talking about that before the show. And uh, I think you said it was launched in 1973, somewhere around there. 1972. Now it's lost in space. Did it really get get launched? Oh, look out. Stanley Kubrick did that. How could it have got launched? The Earth's flat, you idiots. How could it it have got launched? (laughs) (laughs) I tell you, I cannot believe people carry on with that. I thought, like one of my mates said it to me. He, he, he's a sensible person, you know. He, he's he, he lends money to people, like a lots of money, and he's... and he and he what? And he said the world is flat, or they didn't go to the moon. I think both. Well, obviously both, because there's no moon, because the Earth's flat. I think the moon. Oh, thinking back, trying to think now what he said the moon was, but he said it's all a hoax. Does, does he does, does he loan the money to people who are called Nigerian prince? Is that yes, I think I, it must be. I think it's called micro-lending. <laughs> no. I, I did an um, electronics course in Newcastle, oh, must be 20 years ago, and the teacher there was uh, one of the people involved with receiving the signals from the uh, space mission that went to the moon. And the so parks. Like, the the, the fish. Definitely tell you that it was real. Yep. You received the messages. We listened to the whole thing. Problem is, I think, you know, most of the people see a couple of clips of what happened because they're not going to give you like hours and hours of footage of, yep, there mm. it goes and it's still on its <laughs> way to the moon and everything good, guys. Yeah, okay. All right. Um, what's happening now? Uh, yep, they're still. Yeah, going. I want all the, I want like, all oh, the footage. 
I want it all. only had, it only went for like uh, twenty minutes, so therefore it was fake. Yeah. So I think what what are you, Eric? Where do you sit on that? Are you a moon denier, moon landing denier? <laughs> <laughs> He's a good maker, made of Stanley Kubrick. Yeah. The moon denier. Yeah, I have I have my doubts. Nah. I'm not saying I totally believe one or the other. Let's right. put it that way. Right, right. It's up there with the inside job for nine eleven. But the, the, but I definitely believe that the Earth is not flat. Just to no. clarify, <laughs> but I'm not some tinfoil redneck. I don't oh. believe in this gravity thing either. You know, gravity doesn't exist. You know, yeah. No, yeah. E, e, the e government conspiracy. The government crap. conspiracy to keep us down. That's, That's right. That's is. right. They're trying to keep us down. Yeah, I don't know where this comes from. I thought he was like having, you know, I was having a few beers with him and that, and this comes out. This is just after he says. Oh, what do you think that is up there on my next door neighbor's aerial? And it was a little box halfway up. It had this little light on it. And at the end of the night, after he told me about this, <laughs> this bloody oh, he flat... thinks people are spying on him yeah. or something. <laughs> yes, I said they're spying on you. I think altered your hey, mind. Just a question. Just a question. Yeah. Uh, does he smoke a lot of pot? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> because that might explain the paranoia. The, the people who think that the government's spying on them, you have to be like. Your life isn't that interesting. Yeah, you're they pretty boring, dude. Yeah. Um, you have off. a job pushing trolleys around a car park for woolies. They don't care about you. No. You're boring as crap. <laughs> That's right. I suppose we don't either, by the way. <laughs> but That's I think, right. I think uh, look, things are probably going to start turning uh, turning around a bit, I reckon, like with all this spying on individuals and that. Because as you know, like you know, if you see <laughs> nasty things on Facebook and that, you know, but not real nasty things, terrorism related. Oh, what about the Australian government getting pulled into court? That yes. was a good one. <laughs> oh, yes. You know, the American, American government's like, oh, them courts, they suck, man. They don't do what we say. Yeah. And the court's like, oh, that's not very nice. And the Australian government goes, those courts suck. They don't keep the terrorists out, do they? And they're like... <laughs> You'll come in here, son, and yeah. you're going to explain to me why you're not going to jail right this second. And they're like, oh, man. You yeah, because I, I, I want... got away with it over there. Yeah, I'm not like quite, I'm not like right across that. I'm not sure. I just know that it's not, it wasn't a jury. Uh, I'm not sure even if that case had been finalized or is it still in the most processes that have been determined? No, no, it was at the well, end of it. Yeah, they're calling them in because they'd made the comments yeah. through the media. Yeah, and they because they said it was a lenient sentence or something, and that's what yeah. they've got him in trouble. But anyway, I don't know. All, all I know, <laughs> you what you think we're too lenient? Come here, son. I'll show you a really good sentence. <laughs> yeah, you want twenty five? Right. That's not very lenient, is it? But look, look. As I mentioned just before, uh, Tay Tay, she's back on uh, Spotify. Let me just <laughs> read you this. This is just. So... Does anyone really care? <laughs> no, not Story really. Not really. But she pulled. And, oh yeah, just when Katy Perry. Was releasing a new album, wasn't it? That's right. Oh my yes. god! Was that Let's the album? Go, go all, I want to put my Valley Girl accent on. Was that the album that just got screwed up by Eric? Did you just screw the oh, album yeah. up? Yeah, probably. <laughs> no, look. The only look. I thought I looked at this. I thought, oh, this is just a rubbish story. But but thinking more into it, uh, you know, back in 2014, that's when she took it off Spotify, right? Uh, so so she's brought it back now. Uh, saying that it's a thank you to all her fans in honour of her last album where she sold 10 million copies. So, okay, so I, how about this for an idea? So she she put, she put took off Spotify, she's thrown herself onto Apple Music because she was, you know, famously saying that, you know, you wouldn't expect a free iPhone, why would you expect free music from me? So that was... You know, Actually, the, I do expect a free iPhone. 
Yes. I never get one, but I expect one. Do you know how many websites I've clicked on that flashing icon that says congratulations <laughs> on the iPhone 7S? I'm still waiting for the delivery, man. Yes. I put in my credit card details and everything. Yes, it, oh, it takes a while to come. I think, I think I'd think uh, i put a complaint in. But anyway, so anyway, uh, look, incidentally, Katy Perry released her album and it's Clash and they're going, oh, you know, the feud's blown up, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but anyway... I reckon. How's it? So she sold 10 million copies, right? 10 million albums. That, so now that money has finished, right? That's finished. Her, she's she's saturated her, her fan base, not really making any more, much more money off of that. So then along comes the revenue from Apple Music. And she goes, okay, everyone that plays the song, you know, well, we get a little bit of, we get a cent for every play or whatever it is. Fair enough. But Apple Music's a piece of shit. So maybe it is rubbish. So it's she, absolute rubbish. Yeah. So she's not getting enough money. She's not getting enough plays on Apple Music. So therefore, she's forced to go to Spotify to keep the revenue stream coming. What do you it's reckon about that theory? Is that a good theory? Yeah, probably. It's Look, it's probably it's probably Spotify. it's probably accurate because because she's really desperate for a dollar. Yeah, but you know what they're like. Apple Music doesn't yeah. have a free tier, whereas Spotify does. Apple's mm. like, oh, we reckon all of the artists deserve every cent they can get. And everyone's like, yeah, but we're not going to give you any money to give to them. So go to but, Spotify. People have got monthly subscriptions and um, some listen not, to free. Do you know anyone that subscribes to Apple Music? I don't. No. No, I ditched mine because I had the free. As soon as the trial was over. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And they, they could try and get you too. You had to ring up before the end of the trial. Otherwise, you just got you, you actually physically ring up. Well, yeah. Otherwise, You can't just cancel it online. Oh, I don't know. I don't, don't know. That's I, pretty... That's pretty, I don't know. It might be a couple of ACCC laws they're breaking there. Yeah, look, maybe you can. I don't know. I honestly don't know. I was just on the phone to him about, oh, I've been on the phone every month to him. It's ridiculous. And I just he said. to reset his password because he forgot again. Yeah. <laughs> Please, come on. I know. What's this little box that hangs out of the wall? Now, yeah, so anyway, so that was, um, I rang him up, sorted it out. But while I was there, I went, now, listen, this, this Apple Music ends in two months. I said, just cancel it now because that's crap. So I like you just, but but just going back to, I want to try and stay on point here. <laughs> I'll go back to what Jay said about the Spotify and the free tier. Uh, yes, Spotify does have a free tier. However, the artists still get paid for it, don't they? Or I think because the ads pay for the uh, for yep. the for the stream. So I'm not sure that's probably why Apple doesn't do the free tier because who's going to pay Although- for it? Spotify plays whether whether you're a paid member or not. They they it's something like zero point zero zero one cent per play or something like that. Yeah, it's not much. Formulas. You don't get. You might get twenty bucks a year, even if you're mm. a really good artist that's popular. But you have yeah. a look at and look. Oh, look, I I reckon this is a total smokescreen from her or the record label. I just think it's just it's it's a money. Oh, look, it's, it's good. Money it's here. good marketing there. Who her managers and she's she's quite a clever business person and you know good luck to her oh yeah but she's what i'm just saying is she's limited her audience to apple and there's a lot bigger and a, there's a lot more android devices well, now there. there is yeah yeah now so, there is, so definitely she, yeah all right let's get off of that all right now. nine minutes nine minutes 50 seconds in and we're still talking about taylor swift that's good <laughs> and glenn's just happy he can play it on his cody tv yeah. oh i know oh, i know there's been a few problems with that of late. What? What? Yeah, I know. I tried to set it up on a PC. And yep. I thought, oh, yeah, set up on the PC. See what, you know, if I can just, you know, just muck around, you know. And uh, I couldn't install the the uh, the add-ons. 
you know, the like the Exodus oh, and all that because the, some server was down, and then I started, you know, getting deeper and deeper into why, and it was like the it sounds like all the the companies, all the studios, and that they're going after poor little Cody add-ons now. Oh so, no, I know so that's not that good, but I'm sure they'll pop back up somewhere. Yeah, we'll be yep. right. We'll be right. Uh, look, let's go into some more serious stuff. And as Jace pointed out to me before the show, the weekly ransomware update <laughs> is... Dun, dun, dun. Says that I have one every week. Well, you wait till after this one because he's going to do his weekly um, cryptocurrency <laughs> story. Now, right. Apple, Apple Mac computers targeted by ransomware and spyware. So things are on the up and up for malware and the Mac. So you guys are being warned about new variants of malware that have been created specifically for the Apple. One is a ransomware that encrypts data and demands payment before files are released. Well, we know what all that is. The other is a spyware that watches what users do and scoops up valuable information with a big scooper. Yeah. The two programs were uncovered by the security firms Fortinet and Alien Vault, which found a portal on the Tor on the dark web network that acted as a shop front for both. So it's nice and a shop front. What would you like, sir? I'll have a serving, I'll have a scoop of spyware and a scoop of ma- ransomware, please. Very good. In a, is that a regular or a large? That, that, was, that was a... Would you like to upsize that? Yes, 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 to something else. Now, researchers, yeah, found that they were interested in using the product. Uh, so, so what happened was these two... Uh, places, the Fortinet and the Alien where whatever, they they subscribed, they went to the shop, they bought a copy of it to see what it was all about, and they said it was, wasn't was the best malware they've ever seen, but the malware creators said, uh, where is this story gone? Uh, those wishing to use either of the programs have been urged to get in touch and provide details of how they wanted the malware to be set up. The malware's creators had said that payments made by ransomware victims would be split between themselves and their customers. So that's not a bad little... Uh, you know, way to monetize. Researchers at Fortinet contacted the ransomware writers, pretending that they were interested in using the product, and soon afterwards were sent a sample of the malware. Now, statistics gathered by McAfee suggest that there are about 450,000 malicious programs aimed at Macs. Far Is fewer... that John McAfee? We were talking yeah. about him last week. <laughs> yes. Yeah, he's uh, just uh, off the crazy land. <laughs> uh, yeah, so look out. So, Eric, have you... Have you uh, are you running anti malware, anti spyware? No, I actually, I actually don't because, um, unlike some people, I don't go to uh, sites, sites that are uh, unbecoming. Right, but you don't, you don't have to. The, the sites could be linked into uh, at the back end of images. Quite nice. Well, yeah, nice that could happen. Yeah, but and... I don't look at, I don't look at those sort of images. No, I'm not talking about those sort of images. They can't. <laughs> You can, you know, they can in their backlinks or whatever. They can link back and reference a, a yeah, like a something, a, a, a porno site or something, and then you know the ransomware right. can well, come through. Yeah, well, haven't had a problem yet. Not that I know of. Um, mm. If someone's got a keylogger in, I would probably wouldn't know. But yeah. um, I probably should download a free one. Wouldn't hurt. Yeah, you get that. Uh, free I think. Key what's a good? What's a good? Yeah, download a keylogger. <laughs> uh, next email I get you, Glenn. Just click on it, will you? AVG. Yeah. AVG is a good one for a good free one for uh, Max. Yeah, oh, ma- for Max. Malware bytes. They got a nice. Is, that a, is, there a, is there a good one for Max for malware bytes? Yeah, well, if it's, it's as good as the PC one, uh, like the PC one's the best thing I've ever seen. 
malware yeah. bytes for the PC is good. I'm constantly getting uh, stuff that it just scans constantly mm. and it just grabs, grabs oh, things great. all the time. They've, they've got they've put their prices up a bit too of, of late. Um, Best yeah, Mac but antivirus. You, you get the uh, two year one and it's um, a bit cheaper. Hmm. Bitdefender, ESET, AVG for Mac, Norton Security, Kapersky. I'm not touching Norton Security or Kapersky. Avira and Avast. I go for AVG for Mac. It's number three on the list on Macworld. Yeah, page. I, I've sort of gone off AVG for on on my systems and systems that I install what? because that's too noisy, too many pop-ups and stuff. So I've been. I've on yeah, I get a little bit of that, but it's good for tuning your system. I don't you know, mind. You it. go into the options and then click on "Do not ever pop Silent up." Silent or something. Yeah, yeah. I just, I, I, I could have done that, but I just moved over oh. to Avast for some reason. My bad. I am running Avast. I must have switched. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So okay. So what was the upshot of that? Uh, AVG for Mac and malware bytes for Mac. Yeah, there's also Avast for Mac. So if you like that. Yeah. Well, a... I'm downloading malware bytes as we speak. Cool. Okay. cool. Malware bytes mostly for malware though. It doesn't cover viruses well still, does it? It never used to. Uh, well, they, they 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 say that it's the only thing you ever need. So that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but you know maybe. Oh, so, does, so does Panadol. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know, but uh, look, just uh, don't go to those sites and don't click on emails. Just go back to pen and paper. Don't, in right. fact, don't receive email. Unplug your computer from the internet. Shut that's it down. Take right. it away. That's exactly Safe right. Pass. Yep. We'll go back to papyrus tape if you want to record something. Yes. Now, um, what's your big cryptocurrency story, Jace? Well, the digital currency exchange Coinbase said on Monday it was experiencing an outage due to an increase in traffic and trading volume. One of the world's largest digital currency companies with operations in 32 countries, Coinbase engineers and support teams have been working to keep up with the volume, the exchange said in the statement. The outage occurred just as Bitcoin had a more than 10% drop to the, in price to $2,640 US on the platform. Customers voiced on Twitter their displeasure at Coinbase for the outage as it prevented them from taking advantage of the dip in price to buy Bitcoins. Ethereum, which has the second largest market capitalization behind Bitcoin, hit $569 in Australia on Tuesday. Mm. Digital coins are very much in vogue now, said Ashatan, CEO of Coinjar Bitcoin Exchange. Yeah, so I like, so have they, have they founded a, the, the author of Bitcoin yet? Yeah, remember there's a big hunt on? I don't know why. But... Yeah, they thought they did, and then there was a guy who said he was, but I still don't think anyone's very sure about it. No. So what's this? What's this Coinbase thing? Coinbase is like a website where you can trade, right? And you keep up to date with the currencies. It'll have graphs and things showing you the history and the value of the currency over time. Ah, so like a stock exchange for like a stock. Yeah. yeah okay. Right. Okay. So oh, it just blows my mind. <laughs> this whole thing actually. Like why they can't find its creator and all this sort of stuff. Like, is it just like a worm? Or something, you know, like it just there's someone's created it, put it out there, and it's just just gone off by itself. Everyone's built on it's... it, yeah. And then they're like, "Who started this?" Oh, it's some guy, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, I got, I bought some uh, Ethereum and Litecoin last week, so I'm watching those prices. I've got a little um, widget that sits on my phone up the top of the screen that tells you what the um, current values are. So you bought some with with real world money. Yep. Right. And is that just because you couldn't be stuffed mining? 
Now, for the lovely long story, sit back, kids. <laughs> okay. Let me so, get my slippers, Grandad. I've, I've got a VPS that I run the Minecraft server on, right? That's, yes. So I thought, why not give this uh, Ethereum mining a go? Mm-hmm. I didn't want to go with Bitcoin because if something's at like two and a half thousand dollars, it's got to get to like five thousand dollars before you can even double your money. So no point. But Ethereum is going up and down quite, and it's uh, currently at four hundred seventy-six dollars. So <laughs> I bought a half of an Ethereum so far because. This month is my Rego Your Car month, which is going to cost a thousand bucks with CTP green slips. And oh, he's not a pain. Ah. He's not an actual pain. Yeah, that's too much. Why can't we be like Brisbane and Melbourne, where you don't have to take your car in to get checked? But anyway, that was only thirty-nine dollars for the pink slip. Oh, the that's rest all right. So I got uh, half an Ethereum and one Litecoin. So the Litecoin's currently at forty dollars. So you can buy a few of those. It'll go up and down as well. But Ethereum is um, $479.99 as of this second. So so, um, so Light, yeah. Litecoin, that's another one. So there's, there's like 100 different ones. So Pick if the ones that are that are likely got a future, that you might want right. to do some research before so you. So if you wanted to mine, say, Ethereum, mine Litecoin, mine Bitcoin, that means that that's three different install and setups. Well, um, when I was looking at the mining programs, you can actually get an Ethereum miner. I think it's uh, Etherminer. And without too much interruption, you can also, also also mine another one that's called SIA, S-I-A, at the same time, and it doesn't take a hit on your Ethereum mining. Right, right. So, so sometimes you can you can do too, but there's, there's uh, I'm reading the forums, there's people who've bought... Uh, a um, computer that on the they've pulled apart so it doesn't have a case and it's just got the motherboard there with um, four graphics cards to do the mining mm. and they bought three or four of these things so they've got four graphics cards in this computer four 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 <laughs> to do all the mining because GPUs are more powerful than CPUs for mining so how and do then you, you run the software how do you know if your GPU is good enough that was my problem so i decided to do it on the vps which is all fine i could run a script called go ethereum Mm. and it can do solitary mining but the problem with solitary mining is you might get one bitcoin every two or three weeks maybe a month if you're really really lucky for one uh, ethereum so you want to join a mining pool with other Mm. people you're talking about and when when the um when the mining happens, only one person who's currently mining will get the Ethereum. Right. And then everyone resets and you all start again. And if you're lucky out of the thousands of people, you might be the one who gets the one, but you're probably not. So if you join a pool of like 100 or 500 or 1,000 people, Mm. one of those is more likely to get the coin and then it splits the value of that between everybody who's been mining actively. Right, yes. every, Every day or every so many hours, everybody gets a bit of an Ethereum, which all mounts up. So eventually everybody's winning. So you're so, saying that aggregating with users will get you an Ethereum faster? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So um, I was like, okay, well, I'm going to try this. But um, most of the um, applications that are made for Linux is created for Debian and Ubuntu. And I'm running CentOS. So 
I tried and tried for days to try and get any of the pool mining software to work and mm. I couldn't. So I'm stuck with solitary mining, which means I might get one Ethereum every month if I'm really, really, really but lucky. That, but so, but one, what, one, what, so $450 every month? No, $40 at the moment. Oh, okay, right, right. But still. For an Ethereum. Yeah, which is which not is too the... bad if you got solar electricity and just run it through the day or if I'm mm. running it on my VPS, which was going to be on the internet doing stuff anyway, so. But this is, but when you say run it through the day, well, your computer's on anyway. Or you hey, still... Glenn, you could run it off um, AT, all the ATH servers. Well, yeah. I don't know. Put it, just <laughs> put, it, put it in the back end of someone. Some of the of all the sites that you host. <laughs> no, yeah, you'll be yeah, you'll be paying off that house in about a week. <laughs> I'm more, yeah. but, but I'm more. I'd be more worried about say people on the server doing that because I would. I, I'd have to tell them no because they degrade. You'd the, see their well, bandwidth unless they can compile um, software on the server and you give them shell access and stuff. Yeah, if you don't give them shell mm. access, they can't do it. Yeah, you just pop on there every now and then and see if someone's. Really <laughs> Go ethereum.py or something like that. So anyway, I try. I've got it running on the server, and maybe I'll get a coin if I'm lucky one day. Uh, so I thought, okay, well, I'll run it on my desktop computer because, as you were saying, your computer's on all the time. But my work computer is on all the time, and I don't use this desktop during the day, mm, so it's yeah. not on all the time, and I wouldn't be using it all the time anyway. Yeah. But since I've got solar, it wouldn't matter if I turn it on at like eight in the morning mm. and then turn it off at four in the afternoon when the sun's gone down, then all that time I'm getting free electricity, so but, it wouldn't matter. But yeah. how much, like this is probably something I've never really looked into, but when, when you say leave your computer on all day, and how much would that cost? Like, it's not going to be a great deal, is it? Not a great deal, no. No, because But I've, if it doesn't matter, it's okay. But, you know, if yeah, it's true. Because I've got, so. well, I've got two computers here that'll just run. 24-7, I don't turn them off. Yeah, me too. What, what, um, what size memory on your graphics cards? Um, oh, gigabyte? Well, what, one hasn't, I don't think one has got a graphic card in it. I think I took it out. That's like me, me um, uh, the Mac the, Mini. The VMware machine, the vSphere server I've got. So it hasn't got a card in it, I don't think. And the, and so the, you need it. You need. You need a graphics card with a minimum of three gigs of RAM. Right. right. Oh, I don't have that. Because they've think. got a they've got a thing called DAG, which is a huge chunk of data that has to load onto the graphics card. Currently it's just at the two gig limit. My graphics card is a lovely two gig card. I can't mine on this computer because it can't mm. fit the DAG on there and therefore But you don't have to access the graphics card, do you? I know it's they say it's it's better. Well, all of the but software. Can't you use your processor? Right. You can, but it's like one one hundredth of the mining of ability the, of, of the graphics card. Yeah, so it doesn't okay. have to be like a latest, greatest, top of the range graphics card that costs you nine hundred dollars. Uh, in fact, there's a lot of uh, AMD and NVIDIA cards, the specific ones that are like a sweet spot. They're not too expensive, but they re mine really well for the amount of mm. money that you spend card people have got graphs and websites where you can calculate if i my graphics card uses this much electricity and time to mine this much ethereum and then how much is the ethereum worth is it going to pay itself off and things like that so the, the nvidia and amd cards are actually going out of stock and people can't even get them on ebay even though they're like three or four years old because wow. everyone's buying 
10 or 20 of them to put in their mining rigs. Bloody hell. Because I suppose... Yeah, like... my, actually, I just looked at my graphics card. This is for the laptop. Two yep. gig. Yeah, yeah mine would be two so gig. So you can't, you can't do Ethereum. I can't do Ethereum on here. I've got it running on the server. As I said, it'll take like 10 to 100 times as long to mine anything. So it's hardly even worth it. But I'm like, well, I'll just leave it running. It doesn't matter to me. Yeah. But yeah, that's, that's <laughs> the problem. So I was just like, well, I'll go to a Bitcoin, uh, Bitcoin exchange website Mm. And buy Ethereum. So I bought half of an Ethereum there and <laughs> one Litecoin, and now I'm just watching. And what's the, the half Ethereum? Was that twenty bucks? Twenty bucks? No, no. Ethereum is nearly five hundred dollars each. Oh, that's what I thought. Then I thought you said it was forty. I must have got mixed up. All right. Litecoin is forty. Oh, okay. Right. Yes. Right. Okay. Cool. And All Ethereum right. is four hundred seventy-nine dollars ninety-nine. We might see if, what. What about if we can get some specs down pat? And we'll put them out there for those who listen and create a pool out of listeners. Yeah. Is that, would that work? I'd have to buy a new graphics card though, but here's, here's the other kicker that I have oh, to add in. Okay. <laughs> the asterisks. <laughs> I was, I was going to get a four gig graphics card and go stuff it. I'll just do it on there. Yeah. The, the, uh, so far they've had what a, a method of mining called proof of work. That means the longer that your computer is online actively mining, the more Ethereum you can earn. Mm. They're going to change by the end of this year to a POS system. And what you have to do is bet on the mining system some of your current Ethereum. Mm. And depending on how much of your current Ethereum you're willing to bet will depend on how much you can generate. So computer power will be completely irrelevant as of the end of this year mining right. so it won't matter if you've got a two gig card or a four gig or you've got four graphics cards in 10 different boxes because they're going to change it over to the pos system which means that none of the high power mining is going to matter at all so maybe one of the other ones i don't know litecoin mm. i haven't looked at the mining of that so i haven't looked into well, golem we'll, mining or gnosis or well, we'll, put, uh, we'll, we'll put you in charge of cryptocurrencies and when you get something down pat let us know, and if, yep. if it's a poolable thing, well, let's put it out there. Let's, we'll give it a go. Yeah, give it a go. All right. Well, let's move on to uh, something else. Eric, did you have anything you wanted to talk about this week? We're just happy to chime in. I'm happy to chime. Okay. If that's acceptable, you gentlemen. It is very acceptable. Well, you might uh, find this one interesting. Oh, no, you won't because it's Samsung. <laughs> the Australian small banks offer Samsung Pay. Now, funnily enough, I didn't even know there was a Samsung Pay. I don't know. Maybe. I didn't know there was a small bank. It's no good to me, though, because my banks don't support it. So. Which I bank are you? Android Pay, which is on most more banks and works with the phone as well. And Yeah. So well, anyway, this uh, Cuscal, which is you know does a few credit unions, they've struck a deal to allow uh, credit unions and banks to offer Samsung Pay in addition to Apple Pay. So I don't know. Maybe I was asleep when Samsung Pay came out. 38 financial institutions would offer Samsung Pay, including the Defence Bank, Teachers Mutual Credit Union, uh, Woolworths Employees Credit Union. About 1.7 million cardholders will be able to use Samsung Pay. Samsung Pay is also available through Westpac, Citibank and American Express. Samsung said it had struck more than 870 bank partnerships worldwide for its pay service and said there had been more than 240 million transactions processed in the past year and a half. So, yeah, Samsung Pay, Android Pay. Is it Android Wallet or Android yep. Pay? 
Andrew would, P now. Would you like? Would you like a laugh? Yeah. Guess what's just rolled out? Uh, LG Pay. Oh no. Oh, it's going to so catch on fire. LG phone, you can have a different one that's not compatible with a lot of banks. Just stick with oh. the Android one. It works in all the places that the LG Pay and the Samsung Pay and the Android Pay works. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Why would you? Oh, that'll be all right. If you're going to buy firewood, you don't need a match. Just yeah. Put your the phone reason, up next to the... the reason the Samsung Pay is a bit better is because with the Samsung phones, they've got a special system in where it can mimic a card with. Uh, the black bar on it right so there's a technology that can emulate it so for in australia everything's got pay waves so we just go bling and it works with nfc on everything yes but in the us there's some that haven't been upgraded to a pay wave <laughs> or pay pass type technology and you don't you can't slide your phone through obviously but if it's got a bar and one of the ones that you could put your phone nearby the reader it will emulate with a signal the um, code and it can read it as if it was a card that had a magnetic stripe. Yeah, okay. Samsung Pay will do that. Android Pay won't. Whereas in Australia, it doesn't matter either way because we've got NFC and all of the cash register FPOSs. But where's this? Where, where's this going to go? Like, is every phone maker going to have their own Pay? Yes, everybody. <laughs> the problem is Apple's fault, I guess. They started it. They've got everybody's credit card. Yes. And they love it. iTunes means they've got your credit card and that's very important for any company. Yes. Now Google has got a lot of people's credit card because of Android pay. Yes. And now Samsung's like, well, we would like to have people's credit cards too, because that would be important to us. Mm. And LG's like, yeah, we want to get everyone's credit card as well. So <laughs> they might get a small fraction. Oh, but... you just take my house. Don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah. Apple and Google own more credit card numbers than anybody except for the banks. Why can't they just go to Tor and go to that shop and buy some if they, they like <laughs> it that much? <laughs> or you can be like the people who are currently ringing up the grannies and say, you owe the ATO uh, $1,000 and you've got to buy iTunes gift cards and then give it to us. And mm. they've got... <laughs> There's a couple of thousand grannies and grandpas in Australia who've already bought iTunes gift cards and given it to these people who are remote into their computer because they've got a virus on it. I'd have to, you'd have to start thinking, when is this going to stop? You know, like seriously, like, so you've got the grannies, right? What, what, what would you say a granny these days? Oh, I suppose it doesn't matter what these days or yesterday, they're all about what, 50, 60, 70, 80? Yep. So, okay, yep. say so they're 80, right? Granny's eighty. Yeah, now, you've got eighty. Yeah, so say say you, okay eighty. Now, computers and and scams with computers have been in for you'd have to say twenty years, at least. Say thirty years. So therefore, that eighty. We we had computers thirty years ago. Granny didn't have one. She was laughing at all the nerds with their computery things and stuff. And then suddenly the internet exploded, and everybody in the world had to have a computer. And then suddenly Granny is seventy, and she's mm. like. Oh, one of those things so I can Skype the grandkids. And like, now I can do my banking online and hello, yes, you would like $7,000 in gift card because I've got a virus. All right, here we go. Well, that I, was one I saw, week, $7,000. I saw someone today and the computer, you know, stuffed. I said, what happened here? And they go, well, well we, got, we, we paid someone to come in online and fix it up. And I went, right. I said, who was it? I said, were they reputable or who was it? They go, oh, we found them on the internet. And they said that their computer had problems. <laughs> I went, they, they were from they were from Windows. Yeah, and I went right. The Windows I, company. And I, and I said, Windows. 
Yeah, and I said, how much did you pay these people? And it's like $350. Yep. Like, just to stuff everything up. I couldn't believe it. And, you, and you know, you can't And you don't know out. what they've installed on there either. No, well, that's right, yeah. And because half of it's hidden because they're all services and stuff. You don't know what's going on. But anyway, yep. talking about all that sort of stuff, uh, Malcolm Turnbull, well, the Australian government wants to force companies to break encryption. Well, he's a, he's Not going to happen. The Australian government wants to introduce laws that would force technology companies to ensure that their systems are capable of decrypting communications. The plan is a response. The plan is a response to the use of encrypted communications used by terrorists and follows in the footsteps of the UK's move to force com communications operators to make sure they can hand over encrypted messages to law enforcement. So, same old thing, I suppose, with the, in America a few months ago, wasn't it, where the government... Uh, Obama back then wanted the wanted Apple to hand over or break into an iPhone, but yeah. over here uh, we've Apple got Apple rightly said so they got another dodgy company to jailbreak the phone and mm. got the info. Yeah, so they didn't like the CIA. They had yeah, look, they can, they've been doing it for years. <laughs> yeah. the, oh, uh, geez, that was a lucky got that got hacked that one. Oh, what a fluke! I don't think so. The Attorney General George Brandis insisted the government had no intention of forcing technology companies to introduce back doors into their products. So he said, and quote, a technical capability notice subject to tests of reasonableness and proportionability imposes upon them a greater obligation to work with authorities where a notice is given to them to assist in breaking a communication. <coughs> oh, he can go on, can't he? Uh, and so then he he, cl he clarifies that and says, so that's not backdooring. He 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 loves a good backdooring. <laughs> oh, Brandis. So, back, backdoor Brandis, that's what they call yeah, it. <laughs> but it's unclear how the government expects that. So um, yeah, I don't look. I don't know. Like, what do you what do you do? What do you do? Uh, they they probably can there be a key that only the company knows that will unencrypt they, everything? They, they probably already have one. Well, they probably do. They, they want but... a backdoor to what specifically? Every single piece of communication. Well, I guess. Oh well, that's the thing, isn't it? Yeah. The it's a slippery slope. They, they contact Microsoft. He's begging again. Yeah, I think that's that's not me. I think that's Eric. Eric, yeah, it's about the fourth time. <laughs> Sorry, mate. I didn't realize so I was coming. They through. contact Microsoft. Can you decrypt Skype for us? Then they contact Snapchat. They contact Telegram. They contact Apple for the messages. Mm. They contact Google for all of their stuff that's encrypted. And Google has already said no way to the U.S. government. Who, when remember when they, the government's like, yeah, here is where we go into the data centers, and we we just put a pipeline tap on the high-speed data center information. We don't have to ask for access to anyone's computers because we just suck it down the pipe as it's going past. We just capture the packets and then we can read all the unencrypted emails and stuff mm. at like um, level three and places like that that host the data centers and the high-speed pipes. So Google went, what? And then they went back home, encrypted all communications between all servers from then on, and then they couldn't suck any of the data out. Yahoo yeah, is like, yeah, good. please take our customers' data. That's great. Yeah. Google's like, nope. Yeah. Look. So they, they'd have to contact like 50 different companies, get backdoors into all of those. And then why why is somebody not just going to create their own app mm -hmm. that you can sideload onto Android or put onto Windows 
and do their own encrypted chat if they're going yeah, to be that's right. anyway. That's right. So they're going to listen to Glenn's Skype, which is going to be boring. They're going to listen to my Skype, but nobody wants to listen to that because it's boring. The only people who they're going to be backdooring are normal citizens. Yeah. And yeah. people who are the really dodgy ones will create their own encrypted channel and the government's not going to go, oh, you know, uh, the mob have the mob app they put well, on there. But I think they do that. They do that now anyway. Have you watched the film Snowden? No, no I've got. I've Have got you to seen get, Snowden? No, I've go got to and get watch. Into that. Go and watch Snowden, and the stuff you're saying now that they want to do, they're already doing it. The NSA are already doing it. Yeah, well, Julian Assange dumped all their tricks, didn't he? Or a large yeah. portion of them. They're already doing it. They're listening on everybody. Now yeah, they're probably listening on everyone because you've just got to say they they they've got algorithms that that search for keywords when you're talking, yeah, um, and, and where it's coming from, um, you know, like hotspots because there are certain hotspots in every country that is you know bound. It's usually terrorist stuff, right? Yeah. So you could say so there's certain words. As soon as they pick up an Arabic language, it zooms in on that, and they got the algorithm just translates what they're doing, and works out where it's coming from. And it could be just at a restaurant, and it's just it's a, it's harmless, or it could be in an area that's known hotspot, and it just digs a bit deeper because, they, and the stuff that they can find out on you, and then they work out your location, mm. and they put this, then they put yeah. the satellites. They, they over. do all of that with normal citizens, but what I mean, <coughs> you're yeah. a good funded place like the Russian mafia. They're going to have got here. I'll give you a million dollars if you create a special encrypted app. Yeah, and don't put a back door in it. Yeah. And so they make that, they do all their communication through there and the government's like, hmm. well, we need yeah. a backdoor in that. Who are you going to get? Well, it? It's just like that old saying, you know, a, a lock only keeps honest people out. Yep. Because like, That's right. you know, like, yeah. Well, this is the thing. It is a slippery slope. You start giving backdoors on that sort of thing. And then what's next? You know, every time mm -hmm. you're, it's um, phone taps without a warrant. You start surveillance, surveillance without cause. You start opening those back doors straight away. You're in the, you're you step, know, it's you're backdoor in, bishop and backdoor brandis all over. You're stepping into some mud straight away. Yeah, that's it. Some nice sticky mud. Uh, Jace, what else have you got? I always have an interesting, fun one. Popping down to the store for milk and bread could look very different in the future. And ransomware. If this, <laughs> if this ambitious startup idea can find success, the collaboration between Swedish company Wheelies Inc., and the Chinese university believes it has a high-tech model for the mini supermarket of the future. And the team rolled out a beta prototype of the futuristic store in Shanghai this week. The mob small mobile shopfront is an autonomous self-contained store built on wheels, has no staff and features an artificially intelligent hologram to greet you. Oh. It's called Moby Mart and the company behind it envisions a scenario where customers can locate and interact with the store via mobile app. When you enter, you simply scan the items you want with your phone, and when you leave, it automatically deducts the payments from the app. It's the store that comes to you instead of you coming to the store, the company's website says. The Moby Mart Vision even includes drone deliveries to maintain stock levels. Well, what about, uh, there was a place, I don't know where it was now, I forget where it was, but there's a story last week I was reading, There's a might have even been some guy in Sydney, but he had a store, and it was just full of vending machines. Yeah. So, yep. Yep. Yeah. Have you seen that, Eric? Is that in Sydney? Yeah, I've seen that. Yes. I can't remember where it is, but I've seen it. 
So you just walk into the shop because he like he opens up up the cross or somewhere, you know, one of those sort of areas where you know yep. you got to look, you know, a lot of stealing and all this. So he's put it's just a whole shop full of vending machines. You can get socks, you can buy your Wheaties, you can buy whatever you want, your milk, whatever. Just pop it in, the coins in and out it comes. Great idea. Yep. Not, not very. Uh... Oh, I, I found a story on that on the Ten Play website, which is hilarious because it won't exist for that much longer. The Ten. <laughs> Play <laughs> websites in Channel 10's dead. That's, wow. Yeah. But look, someone will buy that out. The all vending store, shop in privacy. Australia's first store runs solely with vending machines. I hadn't heard about that one. Yeah, that's, that's awesome, isn't it? It's a good idea. It probably doesn't, you know, probably nice and filthy and dirty and doesn't look any good on when you're walking. wide array of products, including perfume, vitamins, mobile phone accessories, medicine, all the drinks you could hope for. And he has plans for coffee, fresh juices, DVDs, you name it. He wants to be... DVDs? Huh. Yeah. What is, what's that? Where, where is he? 1996? Isn't that a transmitted disease or something? DVD? Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. Something like that. Um, all right. Now, Jace, if you could do another one for us for a sec. I think I've, for yeah. some reason, um, I'm only getting one channel. Just my the left channel. There must be a, a wire that's loose in the back of my PC. I think I know which one it is. Confused so, Brits have taken to Google to ask the questions they're too embarrassed to voice following a disastrous election result that mystified almost everyone. Google Trends shows the European single market, abortion, freedom of movement and LGBT rights are among the most Googled UK political result last Friday. Statistics show Brits also want to know, will there be another Brexit referendum? What was the no, turnout for no. the Brexit vote? And shockingly, who won the Brexit vote? Hint, the clue is in the name, guys. North <laughs> <laughs> Ireland Dem Democratic Unionist Party, DUP, which won 10 seats and is now in talks with the Conservatives to prop up their minority government, was also a subject of much intrigue. Who are the DUP? What does DUP stand for? <laughs> what are DUP policies? What do they want? And who are DUP MPs have been trending online? <laughs> Jeez. Doop. That's right. <laughs> Doop. Um, Microsoft includes more XP patches in its June Tuesday patch release or Wednesday what? outside. I know. I know. Oh, well, you know what it is? They're only doing it for one person, Steve Gibson. Yeah, <laughs> it, might, it might be. He right? keeps complaining. Oh, come on. Come on. <laughs> Uh, so it's done, uh, uh, yeah, so what, XP finished its end of life supposedly in 2008 One. or something. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, a post, yeah, in 2014, it, the, the, the update clock was reset because the, the WannaCry ransomware, also known as WCrypt or WannaCrypt, again forced Microsoft's hand. So 2014, they released some... Uh, updates then just the other week they released some updates for the WannaCry thing and now they've done it again so while the Windows XP patch for the WannaCry malware was post uh, positioned as an unusual response to an unusual attack relying as it did on exploits collected by and subsequently leaked from the US National Security Agency Microsoft has once again reset the clock on the on XP that it just won't die Oh, so they've well, released... What was hilarious about that is the WannaCry could, the worm could get to your computer, but it couldn't execute because the DLL libraries and such that it was written with only ran on later versions of Windows. So even though 
Windows XP computers, the virus got there, it couldn't do anything, it couldn't propagate, couldn't shut uh-huh. down your computer, couldn't pop up a message saying pay us in Bitcoin or anything because the software wouldn't run on the old XP machine. So it, I guess they want to patch it. You might as well patch yeah. the hole, but it's not because want to cry. It must be because of future ones they're worried about. Yeah, or maybe it could transmit from, you know, like from the XP machine. Well, it, could, it couldn't run on there. Once it got to there, they'd copy the software there, but that was it. It couldn't oh, start. okay. Right. So in reviewing the updates for this month, some vulnerabilities were identified that pose elevated risk of cyber, of cyber attacks by government organisations, those Ruskies, uh, sometimes referred to as nation-state actors or other copycat organisations, explained Microsoft. So that's why they have patched XP. These security updates are being made available to all customers, including those using older versions of Windows. So in or a- unregistered ones. Well, I guess so, because they're security updates. I have no idea. No, well, that's right. You could have a pirated copy of XP, and I, I, I supposedly for the the rest of them, and you'll still get security updates. You won't get like important. I just don't understand updates. why people want to, you know, especially if you've got a new system. Like, I don't yeah. understand if you've got an old system, new, you know, the latest software is not going to run on it really well. It'll be slow and sluggish. Hmm. But if you've got a new system and you purposely put on it, you put Windows XP on it. Uh, not mentioning any names, Steve Gibson. Um, I just don't understand it. It would run really fast. Could you imagine how fast it would run? Because it takes up no resources compared to what we're using now. It would yeah. be lightning fast, but the user interface and the graphics, it's, and it's really, you know, it's a bit janked up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, XP was... It looks, it looks janky. Yes, yeah. Like, I still don't like XP. It, it's At just... least run Ubuntu or something. Come on. Yeah, I know. Yeah, do, exactly. Yeah, do you know, something. I used to have Red Hat on one of my systems. Mm. God, that was a good system. Yeah. I used to love that. I, gotta, I might put that on VMware. I might play around with that again, actually. you, you got to pay for Red Hat, don't you? Yeah, I did pay for it. Yeah, yeah right. CentOS, it. CentOS is free, and it's from the Red Hat line. Oh, oh good. Yeah. Okay, I'll do that. Fedora, Fedora, I think, is the free version, and CentOS is based off Fedora. Yeah, Fedora, I've had that one as well. And I think they're a little bit easier to set up now. Yeah. Back in the, the old days, this is, what, probably 2003, uh, quite a bit to install. Um, to Try install installing a... Slackware in the nineties. That was fun. <laughs> oh, it's hopeless. But yeah, I did a Fedora. I did Red Hat. Red Hat was the hardest, and that still came on the DVDs or discs or something. You had to keep swapping yeah. them out. Yeah, a bit of a headache. Well, they, but I'll tell you what, got... when it was up and running, it was really nice. They've even got Ethos now, which is a, a Linux. Uh, variant that's specifically tailored for mining Ethereum. Oh, so you could you could put that on you could put I that could on put that on the virtual machine. Yeah, or put it onto a bootable USB and boot up your computer in Ethos. Just when oh, you bootable. Mining, ah, good one. I've got, got plenty of USBs place. here. Thank yeah. you very much. I'll do that. Can you get you can get Linux to boot up off a CD as well, can't you? Or is that sort of yeah. gone now? Live, oh, live, I think it's it's pretty easier to boot it up off a USB. I think it's faster. Mm-hmm. Could be, could be. All right, well, you could you could go while you're um, doing that and you want to buy some stuff down at the shop like we've all wanted to do tonight, you could wear, you could wear your Apple, vintage Apple sneakers. So a relic from the 1990s, Apple computer sneakers are so rare that they've almost reached mythical status. Yeah, I, I think I might have a picture of them here somewhere. Let me have a look. They're not pumped up kicks. 
No, but I've got a picture of. Where's, where's your little? Pump? Oh my god! Did you... did Mike did Mike uh, Apple actually make those, or did You're they license they someone else to make them? They would have commissioned it. Yeah, photos of the shoes pop up every now and then, but getting a pair in your hands is almost next to impossible. But apparently, well, not apparently, it did go to eBay uh, earlier on this month, where there was a live auction. So according to the pre-listing, the shoes were produced exclusively for Apple employees, and Adidas is curiously listed as the manufacturer. So the Probably size right. of these shoes, if you have a foot that is nine and a half, get ready, mm -hmm. you are able to bid. Not your typical auction. The shoes will be sold in a live format, which I've never heard of on eBay. But anyway, but bidding will start at 15000 The seller estimates twenty four to 36000 that's US dollars, by the way. Yes, bidding began on June 11 at 2 p.m. US time. And I looked them up to see how well they did. And I don't think they sold. <laughs> <laughs> if, it, oh, what a, what a shame. If you do win it, does the person who's sending it to you spray it with Glen 20 before they send it? Or do you do that when you receive it? Is that an extra cost? No, that's not. Uh, you do that yourself. You've got the original box. I don't know, but I'm looking at the eBay the eBay thing here now. For those on the video, it's uh, it's so live auction. Obviously, it's just real time, just like an auction. Uh, so yeah, it, it ended on it ended on June the 11th at 6:03 a.m. That must be because it's you know overseas time. It was item location was Dallas, Texas, uh, but the starting bid was fifteen thousand with zero bids. So yeah, obviously, uh, this guy's getting greedy. Yeah, yeah. So someone wanted to sell. Well, in in, a, in another sale, a well-worn and taped together pair of Steve Jobs Birkenstocks went for two thousand seven hundred and fifty dollars. There you go. Yeah, but that that's got the Jobs as maybe whoever bought that should give it to Tim Cook so something rubs off on him. Well, yeah, yeah. What what do they sell? What what was that? Shoes. Tim... Birkenstocks. Birkenstocks. What the hell's that? Oh, hippie shoes, aren't they, Jason? Yeah. Hippie oh. shoes. All all of Steve Jobs stuff was hippie, right? Yeah, yeah pretty much. How do you know what Birkenstocks are, Eric? Well, I'm a man of the world. He's the hippie. <laughs> He's a closet hippie. You didn't know that. We weren't going to mention it on the show, but now you've gone and forced it. Yeah. I'm a pot, pot smoking, hash growing. Tree hugging. <laughs> tree hugging. Lycra. Closet. Oh, oh, sorry. Labor voting. <laughs> Lycra wearing. What, what's wrong with the Greens? Come on, you've got to go. Oh, sorry. Green. Green's voting. I love diversity. Give yeah, me a yeah. break. Now, what were they? Birkenstocks. Oh, yeah, right. Mm. Oh, well. So, yeah, but that had because it they had... looked like sandals. It had Jobs' sweat in them. And that's probably what yeah. made them worth 7000 or whatever you said it was. Well, I'll tell you what, you get more out of those Birkenstocks than you do out of Tim Cook, so might as well. There you go. <laughs> mm. But look, these, just looking at the other chances or other things that this seller has, they've got a few, they like selling shoes by the look of it, uh, and vintage stuff. So that the person on eBay is Heritage Live Auctions. Just think that's the seller's name if you're interested in old shoes. Sounds like he's got a foot fetish. <laughs> he might have. If you're interested. All right, Jace, what else is there? Anything? Yeah, Google has officially launched the flights service in Australia that lists available flights between global destinations. Users can search for queries such as flights to Hobart or access the service directly via google.com.au slash flights, delivering cash but current results at snappy speeds. Details often in results include the price, airline duration, and stopovers, similar to existing web services such as Skyscanner and Kayak. Notification bar offers tips such as cheaper deals on nearby days or alternate airport options. If you already use oh, either email, 
or Google Photos, the company probably already knows about your holidays through reservation confirmation emails or geotagged image locations anyway. So that's pretty good. Good job. There you go. So you're going to get onto like that, it. Eric? I'm on it now. Yeah, right. Just see what, what's going on. There you pretty go. Good. Yeah. Yeah, that's something for the, the frequent flyer, which I am not. Uh, now, my last story for this week is, how would you like see, to know? I fly to the Gold Coast. Oh, we're still back here, are we? Okay. I'll, I'll come up and see you <laughs> in the Gold Coast. Yes. Oh, there's none going from my location. Well, I'm not going Tiger Air. Right. That I'll tell you right yeah, now. Yeah, I don't do I'm not, I'm not doing, I don't do them. I'm not doing that. Here we go. I can go from Newcastle up to the Gold Coast. $633 round trip with Virgin. Or Qantas, $904. Why is it so cheap? There we go. Hmm. Cool. That's good. One stop in Melbourne. So I have to fly from Newcastle to Melbourne to the Gold Coast. So it's what? cheaper on here than it is on Qantas. I actually did this same, this same thing last today. So what did you... Uh, did you I was go? just doing a Sydney, Sydney Cairns. Yeah, in January, my usual. She's be hot up know, there. Trip, <clears throat> very hot. Do you go outside when when you go oh, to shit, place? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm in the pool. Oh yeah, that's fair enough. Okay, well, let's go uh, to. I mean, I'm in, I'm in the I'm in the six hectare pool. <laughs> the um, the uh, I did this trip today, and it came in at two thousand one hundred dollars for five people. So it's four twenty, and this one's coming in at three fifty six for the same flight. Ooh. There you go. Yeah, Pretty well, good. I've got a Gold Coast to Sydney, 100, 110 round trip. Oh, here we go. Yeah, I can go um, Jetstar round trip, $160. And that's July 1st. That's pretty good. Oh, but as you start pushing it out, yeah, round trip, 140 Does that, that include taxes? I probably wouldn't. No. So round so trip. Wouldn't carry, carry, uh, carry I think on. It does. Uh, Let's see. I'm, I'm, I clicked on buy now. See what it comes up to, because the 420 was all inclusive. Yeah, booking book. fees, whatever. So we'll see. Oh, what happens. book with Jetstar. Book with Expedia. No, oh. not booking with Jetstar. Fuck at that. Yeah, so uh, it's 110 rounds. Virgin or Qantas? Holy crap! Well, why are these so cheap? One fifty one. They can find the good deals for you. All right, good. Well, anyway, so that site was google.com.au forward slash flights. I wonder if they have, like, uh, some people had found out if you're booking flights in the US, if you book it from a Mac, they'll first show you uh, flights Expensive that are, ones. like, an extra $200 just because you're using a Mac computer, so you must be <laughs> an effluent person with lots of money. But yeah. if you went with Windows on the same website and looked for the same stuff, it'll be $200 cheaper for the same flight. Oh, look at that. Yeah, there it is, 356. I, I was just looking from Gold Coast to LA. We've got, because uh, we're going over there, we've been looking at flights around 1600. We've got here round trip 1400. I suppose it's all. You about, go to, uh, mate, just a little tip. Where are you going? Dates. Which, which, which month? Oh, later this because, year. Because I know Virgin Australia have got them on sale at the moment for 1100. Oh, okay. Right, right. And. The Virgin Australia flights, the international ones, are actually quite good. Yeah. Especially the ones to LA. I've done that. I've done that haul with Virgin, and it's pretty good. Mm. Oh, for all good. the leather seats and the and the TV on the back of the seat. Oh, it's quite interesting. So, so for thirteen hundred dollars, you can go to Eglin. 
Uh, yeah, that L- sounds about right. LA. So I just did a search for going from Newcastle to Gladstone is $1,300 round trip. Yeah, Newcastle, <laughs> which Newcastle? You're going... But you're, you're, you're on a Mac though, aren't you? <laughs> which, which Newcastle? Australia. <laughs> oh, Newcastle, Australia. Did they fly international? Off to Gladstone, Queensland? Gladstone. Yeah. $1,300. Bucks. It is for him to go to. <laughs> LA. Holy crap! I'll go and buy some Adobe Photoshop while I'm over there. Now, this uh, <laughs> let's get back. Let's get back on track with this new technology can help predict if you're going to die. Uh, the new research has indicated that future prediction, future predicting computers could be coming to hospitals near you. Uh, researchers are hoping that the technology could be used to predict serious illnesses such as heart attacks. So I think. How about what, stupidity? <laughs> for the no, it doesn't do that. For the, stu- for the study, five-year-old medical images of 48 patients' chests were analysed by artificial intelligence. From these images alone, uh, the system was able to predict with, with 69% accuracy, well, not too bad, whether or not the patient would die within five years. It was also able to predict medical outcomes by analysing large volumes of data and discovering subtle patterns. This new exam by AI has proven to be more effective than a physical exam from a doctor. There you go. So that's all, uh, yeah, I, I guess that's good. Like if they can bring up the history and look at the photos of, you know, I suppose, yeah, uh, a heart that's, that is going to fail in five years and what it looked like five years before and then get a lot yeah. of that sort of data, then obviously you can draw a line from A to B, can't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or like a ruler. <laughs> yeah, only if you, well, yeah, You're not, you couldn't use a protractor. No, that's ridiculous. <laughs> It'll give you an arc. That's that's going the long way. <laughs> uh, I think uh, I think that's about it. I think this show might have died. <laughs> no, no, fifty nine minutes. Hey? Quality journalism. <laughs> we got we got too much. We got caught up in our flights on our all our hey, Sorry, it's, sorry, audience. Listeners. It's what our voters want, right? Our audience voted us number one, so exactly. They want that's right, get, exactly. You get what you get, and you don't get upset. That's right. right. You get or, your money's worth anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Is I think Apple's redoing their podcast app, aren't they? The rumours are you'll be able to charge for things. You'll be uh, able to get stats too. Oh, don't tell me. No, stop it. Oh, no. Well, gee, wow, finally. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's all right. It's only that, been 10 years in the making. Yeah, is that That'll so, only be through the iTunes store now. People download your show through Android. So what happens? They, they... Well, they, they, iTunes... The apps, uh, iTunes store can only give you the iTunes stats. stats. And, yeah. Mm, yeah. So if someone downloads it through Android or the desktop computer or Linux or whatever, you then you're not getting any of those stats. So no. I mean, you get you get some stats, but you want to have all the stats of your show. You want to have half, all half or a third isn't much use to you, is it? No, no. Luckily, I get all of them. How popular is your show? Well, I, iPhone users like it a lot. Don't mm. so, know about Windows or Linux, but, you know, iPhone is heaps. Uh, yeah, so, uh, well, is that all coming out with iOS 11, is it? Is this when yeah. that's due? They're going to update the iTunes store, yeah. Yeah, right. That's going to happen pretty soon, I think, isn't it? Is that, Eric, are you still on developers? Uh, September, I think. Yeah, are you still doing developers downloads of all these things? No. You no. canned it, yeah, yeah. But you can get the you can join the public beta for the Mac uh, software. Oh, right. yeah. If you want to do that, of course they've got the new one coming out. 
Oh, was it called Mac High Sierra or something? Oh, that's right, yeah, High Sierra. And that's a free public meeting. Uh, just join. Didn't they have? Didn't they have funny jokes about that name? Yeah, they did. I think because they're all it's high. Like, in the... <laughs> well, I might, I asked them if they wanted to really go with the name High Sierra, but they told me that name was baked. Oh, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> All right, on that note, let's get out of here before it gets oh, one, worse. One other quick one. Did, okay. You watch the presentation. You see the, the um, samples they're doing for the new Photos and Files app? Right, I hadn't seen. No. They, they've got a new Files app, so you can pick, you can drag with one finger, say, photos to put into a folder, and with your other finger, you can pick other photos and drag it to that same group on that other finger. Oh, so you yes. can have multiple, you don't have to select a whole lot. You can drag and the examples they're giving, like these are, these are the photos of our anti-drone system we're installing at our new campus to shoot down all those drones that are flying over and taking high quality photos of the Apple campus right now. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, they might have a sense of humor there somewhere, but, yeah. uh, but that's not very many places. All right, let's get out of here. Okay, so uh, yeah, thanks for downloading. Thanks for listening. It's another show done uh, mid-June. I oh, know it's starting to get a bit cool. I've got jumpers on and everything. What's happening? Okay, you can get us on the Facebook and YouTube, as I've said. Uh, Twitter is at Aussie Tech Heads. Email us, Glenn uh, or Warlock or Eric with a K at AussieTechHeads.com.au. All right, good stuff. That's it. Thanks, Eric. Thanks for popping in. Thanks for your... Oh, thank you very much for having me. No problem. We'd be lost without him. And thanks, Jace, with your, who was it, Pioneer spacecraft in the background? Yep, Pioneer 10. No worries. Cool, good stuff. Speculation that we still don't know whether they actually went. So that's right. We'll just leave that with you. <laughs> you ponder about it. Get back to us. It next could week. have been. It could have been rendered on an XT. We don't know. We're not that's gonna... right. You put your tin foil hat on and you get back to me. Oh, I don't think XTs could render anything, could they? Except no. dodgy text. <laughs> okay. All right. Till it next. Was week. A, it was done in ASCII characters. Oh. Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah. Minecraft. Oh, okay. Until next week, it's getting worse. Until next week, it's uh, bye from us. Have a good week. See you then. Cheers. Bye. 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 